1: Today I have a hits vendor and a very special guest with me today. We have I have two people from Canines K9, United, and they're a nonprofit group based out of Florida. They're doing some really fantastic work. Um, the more I learn about them, the more impressed I am. So today I have Debbie Johnson or Deb Johnson and Jay Nix with me um, from canine United. And instead of uh, kind of rehashing everything, I'm going to let them talk about their backgrounds and then we're going to talk about what the what worked the uh, 501c3 that that Deb has started exactly what all they're doing and it's quite impressive so Deb how are you today
2: I'm good how are you
1: I'm doing well thanks for jumping on Uh, I know we're still in quarantine so hopefully you had the time to to kill today to jump on here with us (laughs) yeah so for having me absolutely tell me about you personally your background and stuff first
2: I am... My professional background is I'm a financial advisor. I've been a financial advisor for 20 years um, with a broker-dealer and have been doing that. So I basically have done financial planning, uh, work with families, um, help prepare for retirement. So that's what I've done for the last 20 years.
1: So obviously that that comes in in handy with what you're doing here with this uh, 501c3, obviously.
2: Yes, yes. So I knew... When I started Canines United, you know, when I came up with the idea, I knew some of the 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 paperwork and what was all going to be involved starting a five hundred one c three.
1: That's that's a very good background. So, um, tell us about Canines United and how you started that, and and where where you uh, got the idea to go with that.
2: I started Canines United back in. Canine Baron was murdered in the line of duty um, on October 7th, 2014 in my hometown, St. John's County. And I just saw his death on the news and it just, um, well, I guess if I, honestly, I think God just laid it on my heart. I've never had anything laid on my heart so heavily. I've been a dog lover my whole life, but don't have any, any ties to law enforcement, no family in law enforcement or anything like that. And when I saw his death on the news, it just really, like, how does something like that happen when I'm at home safe and sound? Yeah. So that's what really struck me. And um, I just felt led to attend the funeral. And I remember even having a friend of mine that said, hey, Debbie, have you ever attended in a funeral like that? And I was like, no. I said, but I have to go. They're like, well, it's very emotional. So they tried, they were actually trying to talk me out of it. And I said, no, nope, I don't care. I have to go. So I went. Didn't know anybody. I just went. Um, and I'll never forget. Um, it was there were so many people there. Was held at amphitheater, uh-huh. and what really struck me when you went in, there had to have been at least a hundred canines that were there, and they all lined up along each side of the amphitheater as you as you went down. And yeah. I just got—I was just so overcome with emotion. It's, I've actually lost my father and my brother, and it was one of the most emotional things I've ever attended in my life.
1: At this point, you didn't—you didn't know any officers. You hadn't been around police dogs at all or anything. You just uh, the news story got nope. you got you uh, motivated to go and 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 see the funeral.
2: Yeah, yeah. I just saw it on TV, and I was like, you know, I just got to go. So, yeah. and it was open to the public, and. um it didn't you know my friend um, that was trying to talk me out of it? He was with the uh, he did work with the fire department, but no, don't know any law enforcement
0: yeah.
2: or any anybody. So when I went to the, after I left the funeral, on the back of the you know the pamphlets that they were handing out, they said that you could make a donation to the four star fund, and so I stopped by the sheriff's office and made a donation. And when I was there, of course, I broke down and I got emotional again. And this lady um, really was sweet. And and I just said, as a civilian, what can I do to help these uh-huh. amazing units? You know, I said, is there anything I can do? So upon me asking questions, she thought she arranged for me to have a meeting with the sergeant at the canine unit. Okay. And so I met with the sergeant of the canine unit, and I asked again, I said, you know, what can I do to help, you know, or how can I educate myself about these amazing units? And I asked if I could attend the training, and they said, well, if you wanted to do that, you'd have to go through the Civilian Law Enforcement Academy program. I said, okay, well, sign me up. And they said, well, you have to apply. I said, okay, well, send me the application. So, you know, at this point, they're like, who is this lady (laughs) But, um, so I did, and this was, he died October 7th. So they were having a new class. It was starting up. I think it was in December. So I got the letter saying that when my class started and honestly, that was the best class as far as, because you learn about all the different aspects of law enforcement. So I highly recommend for everyone to do that.
1: So that's like a a one night a week or two nights a week thing that, that, yeah. different parts of the department come and instruct for a couple hours. Is that how that works? Yeah. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And then when it came to the time for the ride along, they, um, you know, you typically go on a ride along with a regular deputy. And I said, well, no offense, but is there any way that I could go on with the canine handler? So I had text the sergeant, which I had established a relationship with. And he arranged that I went on with a canine unit. Mm -hmm. So that's where, I went on the ride along and that's where I learned about all the needs that are just not being met within the canine unit, you know, and the different types of needs and the cost and, you know, how much canine handlers pay for out of their pocket, you know? And I was just like, gosh, that's, you know, it just really hit me even more. And I'm just one of those that when I get something on my mind, it's just, you know, Jay yeah. can attest to that. It's <laughs> like it's not going away. Yeah. So it just drove me even more. So I winded up going back to the sheriff's office when I finished, and I said, "Hey, I said, I've put on charity golf tournaments before in the past for my church, And I go through you guys with a caveat that one hundred percent of the proceeds that we raise would go to the canine unit. And they said, "Well, no." We can't guarantee that yeah. it it goes through the four-star fund.
0: Yeah.
2: And I, I learned what that was. That was a general fund. And I said, no, I don't want to do that. So with my background, I said, well, what about if I started my own 501c3? Would you allow your unit to reach out to my organization, tell me what the need is, and then I go directly to the vendor, make the purchase, and donate it to your unit? And they said, well, yes, ma'am, you could do that. So that's what I did.
1: And at first you were probably, were you thinking just about your local sheriff's office that you were going to help at first, or were you thinking bigger than that? Oh,
2: no. Yes. Yes. I was thinking just about local. I wasn't yeah. thinking about, I didn't, I wasn't thinking anything past that. Sure. Um, and honestly, everything happened so fast. Um, and then I realized, you know, then I kind of, I quickly kind of got thrown into a lot of the political, right? Sure. Um with the agencies and this and this and that and um I've kind of been put through the wringer a little bit <laughs> to some extent right um yeah, you know I because I really had to prove myself um because they honestly J- Jay was joking about it earlier but they literally did think I was a crazy cat lady they called me that for a long, <laughs> for a long time um I was like really you couldn't call me a crazy dog lady <laughs> but um but then we finally um You know, I started building relationships and working with the agencies locally and educating myself, you know, as far as like, for example, vests, you know, and heat alarms and, you know, that type of thing. And they explained to me about the vests, you know, that they really don't have a need for those because,
1: you
2: know, they really don't wear them a lot in Florida because it's hot, not practical. So then I went to work. I started re- um, establishing relationships with these companies, the vendors. So like, for instance, Ace Canine, the heat alarm company. Uh-huh. So I just called them up and said, hey, this is who I am. This is what I've done. And I need to learn about your products.
1: <laughs> yeah. and I know those people well. I'm sure John was happy to help you.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes. And so I just immersed myself you know, deeply into these companies. And then I just started meeting people and, and, um, well.
1: So did you start off with a golf tournament or what was your first fundraising thing?
2: Yes. I started out with a golf tournament. How did that go? It was, it was great. We raised $10,000, my, our very first fundraiser.
1: That's very good. And then what was your first, uh, donation to, to the agency? Was a dog? Um,
2: was it? No, um, it was all just a bunch of different supplies. So I bought okay. harnesses. Um, it was just a, a wide variety, but um, harnesses, leads, okay, um, collars, um, first aid kits.
1: Yep. So it um, was just
2: a ver- it was like it was Christmas variety.
1: day for them on that training day. I imagine when you showed up. Yeah. That's outstanding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So at that time, did you already have a large uh, board of directors and people with you, or were you kind of still the one-man band at that point?
2: Oh, it was just me. It was me, my daughter, and my husband. Okay. Um,
1: and then yeah. at some point you've expanded. So how long was it before you started putting some other people on your board and going outside the <gasps> local area?
2: I I would probably say it was a good... Over a year.
1: That's over that's a not year too, that's not before too long, I really <laughs> That's pretty fast.
2: Well, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's been a whirlwind, Jay. Oh, it's been a whirlwind.
1: Uh, did they, I just did told the, Jay that. It, did the expansion come from uh, other people coming and contacting you? Like, hey, we hear you're doing this. Can you help us too? is that how that happened, or?
2: A little bit of it with that, but probably the real expansion started um, when I came up with the idea. Um, that I, our main fundraiser is we do an annual 9k, 5k and a one mile fund run. I wanted to do something to educate and I wanted to do awareness. So I said, what can I do to put on an event that will bring in the people and we can educate? And so I came up with that idea to do that. And then at the end of our race, we do a big canine demonstration. Sure so I invite all the surrounding agencies, they come together um, and they do a, a demo. And, you know, one of the handlers typically MC the demo. And sure. we, that's how, so I think that that's how we started. Um, truly, um, it kind of took off from there. And that was even not the norm. When I first started, The when I got a race timing company, you know, they said, well, Debbie, you know, you're a startup charity, you may have, you know, maybe a yeah. hundred to 150 at the most. There, you know. Well, we had 325.
1: That's outstanding. So, yeah. At, and then so, at, at that point, there, you, I, I, and I'll direct people to your uh, to your website, and I'll put the website in our show notes, uh, caninesunited.org. dot I'll put that in our show notes. Mm-hmm. But at some point, you started taking on a, a larger board of directors. Was that about when you started to get more people involved?
2: Yeah, well, it, well, I would say probably it really started with our Facebook page. And then, um, you know, we started, We our, our Facebook page is just kind of shot up there originally, you know, really yeah. quick. And then, yes, and then I started gradually bringing on a board. I just, I felt like I wanted, you know, guys, handlers, right, yep. on our board because I needed them um, to be on there for the education. And then I got um, Chief Hardwick, um, Chief Rob Hardwick in San Augustine Beach Police Department. He really believed in me from day one, um, and he came on my board. He's one of the first ones uh-huh. to come on my board and has been with me ever since. Um, and then it just kind of gradually, you know, started from sure. there. Um,
1: well, you have a, you know, have, you we you have a lot pleasure. of experience and a lot of great people, you know, looking at the board. And obviously, one of the board members is uh, Jay Nex, and we have him on the line, too. So, uh, Jay, how are you doing today? Good, sir. How are you? Good. Can you uh, maybe fill us in with your background also?
0: Sure. Um, I'm, uh, I've been in law enforcement for 20 years. I've been a canine handler for going on 18 and uh, head trainer of our canine unit uh, at my agency for the last five. I work here in Florida at the Marion County Sheriff's Office. Um, I've, you know, was a started just like everybody else as a dual purpose patrol dog handler. Uh, worked several years on the road there. Transitioned to our uh, our drug unit. Worked in a DEA task force and a HSI task force. Worked uh, highway interdiction. Ran an interdiction crew uh, with a dog, and then uh, made my way back to you know obviously my heart and soul of canine sure. was was patrol canine, and then. Uh, that's when I took over the trainer position and, um, you know, kind of been, you know, steady at that. And you know, as far as I'm concerned, if I could retire with a leash in my hand, I'd be a happy man. So.
1: Absolutely. Best best job on the department. We know that. No doubt. No doubt. So um, at some point you heard about this Canines United. How did you hear about them or what was your first uh, interaction with them?
0: Yeah. So obviously, you know, uh, when it first started, I was, uh, you know, aware of, um Kenan Barron's you know, death. I was sure. there at the funeral. Uh, my agency's not real, real far from them. And uh, so several of us attended the funeral. Um, obviously I didn't, you know, know the crazy cat lady Debbie <laughs> at that time. But, um, uh, but quickly, I, you know, I started hearing little things about Kenan United as they started spreading outside of, you know, that St. John's and Jacksonville area. Um, some mutual friends and trainer friends of mine, Justin Rigney, a couple other guys that are uh, also on the board of, uh, you know, we kind of started working some projects together where uh, put us in place to work with Debbie. And I think all of us together, we really started kind of challenging one another um, to reach out and do more, um, to make this more than a, a foundation that's, that's doing more than just, um, you know, buying some equipment. Yeah. And I think that Debbie yeah. always kind of had an idea that she wanted to do more i mean every time she does anything she wants to do more sure um and it's she does it every single phone <laughs> call every text message it's okay we're gonna we're gonna do this but i want to do more every time <laughs> i always expected at this point um so i got mm-hmm. to know her and her husband her family um you know got to start working with them close and uh debbie asked me to you know, come on as a board member uh, and i kind of took over a role as somebody that she could utilize when she's getting some of these requests and emails that, you know, she just doesn't have the knowledge base sure. or the experience level. But at the same time, um, one thing that Debbie is a rock star at doing is, number one, uh, dreaming to be more than what, what, you know, constantly looking in a way to help more than what she is. But secondly, uh, you know, and, and foremost, she wants to stay true to um, her initial calling. And she also wants to be a very responsible and a good steward. Of the funds sure. that are provided to her from our followers, from our you know supporters, and not just uh, you know vendors and yeah. you know businesses, but we're talking you know the people that are out here uh, part of our canine core team where they're paying nine dollars a month, and you know it's a monthly thing, and they're um, so we we really want to do the right thing by them, and that's something that we discuss constantly uh, and reminding ourselves as as well as one another that we want to make sure that we're staying true to the course. Um, and the one of the ways that I was able to come on board is she would get a request from say a canine unit and it might be a little more or more involved And she would go. I'm really not sure about this yeah. or this is a big ticket item and yeah. you know, I'm not sure if they actually need it. Yeah. And it turned out it was definitely a need um, that, you know, we were, we were getting, you know, requests sometimes from agencies that, you know, had budgets. They just heard about this place called canine United that, was giving stuff away. Yeah. And, um, uh, so I was able to kind of be a filter for that and really find the handlers, the canine teams, the agencies that were in genuine need. Um, but as well as help educate them on how to be successful. You know, one of the things that Debbie and I discuss all the time and I, I, I remind her in my role is I don't want to help somebody fail. Um, I don't want to be a part of them failing by not uh, doing the right thing and asking the right questions and making sure they have the right support team to use this new or the right training system or training tools and training support system at home to utilize a new bite suit. Sure. Okay, I get an agency that calls and says, hey, we need a bite suit for this new canine team we got. Okay, well, who's going to use the bite suit? Well, we're not sure yet. We just figured we'd let one of the shift deputies wear it. Well, you and I both know that yep. that can cause a lot of problems yeah. really fast. So um, by doing that, it helped us start building some relationship with some um, training companies that we were able to reach out with here locally as well as you know, across the nation that we were able to partner with and get some of these guys some training um, that would help them build the, 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 the team that they need at home.
1: Sure. Um, so it's that's a, a, it's a holistic approach to where it's Absolutely. not just not just equipment. It's advice. It's training. It's yeah. putting them in the no right direction. We
0: don't desire to put a bandaid on a problem. Yeah. We want to genuinely help them work through problems.
1: And I, I, that's what I, I really think is outstanding. Is I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of 501c3s, and some of them are doing some fantastic work. Um, you know, they, they buy dogs, they buy different equipment and stuff. But I think you guys are the first ones that I've talked to that are doing it, like looking at the whole entire unit and trying to help them not with not just with the money side of it but as far as networking and training and everything else so i think that's just an outstanding piece that that however you guys came up with that i congratulate you guys because it's
0: i think um, it's a a conglomerate and a joint effort from everybody that's involved and jeff you know you know from being in this business a long time and being a trainer and a handler you know a lot of times you know especially when you're dealing with government entities we like to throw money at a problem yeah and you know, when when you do that, sometimes you cause bigger problems when you, uh, but instead when you stop and like you said, take that holistic approach and stop for a minute and not just respond to an email, but call them and talk to them and, you know, get to build that personal relationship with these, these guys that are out here struggling. And, you know, uh, Deb and I were just talking to a handler the other day that uh, his agency is a very young agency. It's kind of a newly formed agency um, based on some other agencies splitting up and uh, they're creating a, their first canine team, And, you know, obviously the budgets are, are, are next to nothing at this point. And the handler is actually using um, the remainder of his military GI bill to go and purchase the agency's dog and his own training um, to get this stand-on unit started. Wow. And so when you hear about guys out there, you know, putting forth this kind of passion and this kind of effort, you yeah. know, it's, it's very hard not to jump in, you know, emotionally and, and, uh, and, and just not only be a support system for these guys, but a cheerleader along the way. Oh, because, absolutely. You know, that's that's incredible to me. And, and so many times we, you know, we take for granted, and I know I've preached to our guys multiple times about, you know, especially once I've started you know, utilizing this platform to talk to, you know, handlers across the nation, that we are so blessed and so fortunate to have a support staff uh, an administration that supports our canine unit has forever, and we have a yeah. a large canine unit budget. We're getting new cars every couple of years. When it's time to get new dogs, you know, or new equipment, nobody's blinking an eye yeah. about it. We just do it. But, and we 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 think that's the way it is for everybody. When the truth is, it's so far from that.
1: And now that you've um, seen that, doesn't because I've seen that for years. You know, through my different experiences with hits and with the when I the magazine and all my travels. Uh, you see the guys like you're de- describing that are putting their own money and doing all their, you know, their own training yes. time and everything. Then I go, sometimes I get back to my area and, um, you know, even some, a few people every once in a while, in my own agency, pretty rare, but every once in a while, someone will, you know, in my own agency, even I'll, I'll have to remind them how, how lucky we are because I think, Absolutely. think people forget about, you know, that, that it's the best job. And if you work for an agency that's, that's resource rich and, and doesn't mind sharing it, that's great. Um, a lot of people don't. So, yeah. I hear what you're saying. So I know it's not just about training and equipment. Um, you guys have done some work with the Florida legislature. Um, can one of you kind of touch base on that too, what what that's all about and where you're going with that?
2: So there again, when I, I wanted to always pursue um, strengthening the penalties if you kill a canine ever since I started. But obviously I've been busy getting the nonprofit um, off the sure. ground. but. Canine Fang uh, was murdered in the line of duty on September 30th, 2018, and again, it was just an overwhelming feeling. Okay, you have to do something. Now the time to to do something, and so I hit the ground running and um, I reached out to um, a local senator and um, uh, couldn't get couldn't didn't have success at first. Right, you know, you can yeah. always get the recording. Oh yeah. And so then I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm all, I'm gonna call I'm gonna call back again, you know, for like however many time it was <laughs> at that point. And um I had just gotten back from a one of my friends was being promoted to sergeant. So I just attended the ceremony and I was getting in the car and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna call again. So I did and I got the automated and I was like, Dang it, you know, I'm just yeah. not having any luck. So I hung up the phone and then just something just was like, no, call back. I called back and I got a human and I was like, oh my goodness. (laughs) A person. And so I told her who I was and I said, she, and she proceeded to tell me, she said, well, you know, Debbie, it's election, it's election time. So this is like what? Beginning of October. Um, said, I know that he's probably not gonna want to, you know, talk to you until after election. I said, well, this is my name, this is my phone number, and this is what I want. I just, you know, yeah. jumped straight to the point. And she's like, okay. And that was it. Well, the day before I had done our interview, I had established a great relationship with News 4. They reached out to me and had me on, they always knew that I wanted to pursue or I talked about yeah. transiting the law. So they just wanted to do an interview with me when Fang was killed just to talk about it. Well, not even an hour after I left that, after I hung up the phone with her, her name was Dee, my phone rang. And it was Senator Bean. And he said, hey. He said, this is Aaron. <laughs> I was like, hey. you know, And he was like, I saw you. Um, on TV, what do you want to do? And so yeah. I told them, I said, I, it's a third-degree felony. I said, I want to make it a second-degree felony. He's like, all right, let's do it. And so we arranged a meeting, and we just hit the ground running. Um,
1: so in Florida, no what, what, what does that entail from third-degree to second-degree? Is that more jail time, or does third-degree not have any jail time associated with it? or
2: uh, Third-degree was up to five years.
1: Uh uh-huh.
2: And now, second degree, it's fifteen.
1: Okay. So he, so he sponsored a bill to to change that. What did that? How? What was the time frame for that process?
2: Oh my gosh, he start. So he was killed September thirtieth. So we hit the ground shortly after. So I want to say November. November is when he announced, I believe, that he was going to sponsor the bill. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of nerve wracking, right? Because I'm not a political sure. person, and I'm not a big, and, um, you know, and they, it all happened so fast. The only thing he said was, he said, okay, Debbie, now you need to find somebody on the house side. I'm like, uh, okay. (laughs) So I did some research, and honestly, when I did my background research, I wanted to find someone that I knew was a dog person. Sure. Right? So I found Representative Cord Bird, which I knew his wife was a huge dog person. So I met with him. He was great, loved the idea, but he had already had, I learned that they could only have, um, they could only sponsor so many bills. Uh-huh. And he had already sponsored his six bills. So he said, but he said, I can co sponsor and I'll help you find someone else. So he found Representative Josie Tomcow, which is out of um, Polk County. Okay. So they called me and said, Hey, Debbie, we found somebody. What do you think about this person? And so I did some research and I said, well, She looks good to me. I said, Honestly, I don't care who it is as long as they are willing yeah. and committed to help me get it across the finish yep. line. So that was that. And then you had to go through um, six committee meetings. Sure. You know, you had uh, yep. three on the House, three on the Senate. Yep. And um, I just knew that. I wanted to attend to every meeting and testify and speak. And then I knew that I wanted to bring my little army of canine handlers. So we made, um, several trips to Tallahassee and I just called upon, you know, guys to meet me up there. Okay. And, um, and then I just tried to garner support. You know, they said, we'll just try to garner as much support as you can. so I got, um, the Humane Society of the United States. I wanted them to get, I knew I had to get someone outside of um, the working dog world, you know, just, you know, to show support. So I, I did. And then I just called the the director. We had a great conversation and hit it off. And he says, yes, we will support you. Um, But it wasn't before I kind of got deterred, you know, believe it or not, I really didn't have a whole lot of support from law enforcement. That's interesting. Um, yeah, because, well, I think it was, I think I had proved myself, but I hadn't really like yeah. proved my
0: Sure. Right? Yeah. You're a
1: niche of law enforcement. You're not all about it. I
0: think she proved herself on the line level, but yeah. when it came to the, the administrative side um, and some of the, you know, when you're looking at it from the, you know, sure. the state of Florida has you know 67 counties and you know all these different sheriffs and all these different you know city chiefs yep. and there was a lot of upper brass that wasn't quite sure somebody yep. you know this little girl from <laughs> you know this little lady from Jacksonville coming here stepping on all their toes. Yeah,
1: I mean, there's a lot of agendas and a lot of needs, so I can imagine oh, yeah. that that's
0: absolutely uh,
1: you know I, I understand that. It, uh, so from through that process, um, was it the next spring that the governor signed it into law, or how long did that take?
2: well it was so may may first so once we went through the process um it was actually May first that we passed it was um I never got a no. We passed yeah. unanimously through every session, and then it went we got the four vote the final four vote, and then it went to the governor's desk, and the governor signed it on may first
0: yeah, and then I will say it was it was just it was just trying to you know write up. I have six months, almost five
1: and a half months. So, and the reason I'm asking all these questions and, and hopefully you guys aren't going to kill me when this show's over, but I'm going to put more work on you guys because this is a topic that I'm sure Jay and I imagine you know now, Deb, that it's a hot topic across all the different states and it's uh, state Absolutely. by state. Um, so if you're listening and I have listeners all over the world and certainly all over the United States, hopefully uh, Jay and Deb will have their their the information for the, the association in the show notes. Reach out to them. Maybe if you're in a state that has a weaker law or something, um, obviously they have experience there too. And it uh, goes back to that holistic approach that I'm so impressed Absolutely. with. Absolutely. That, that, you know, I, you can we can uh, go to go to seminars and sit around and, and bitch about that our state doesn't do something, or we can get involved and, and try and
0: change something. Do so, something. Yeah. That's right. So, and I'll, I'll tell uh, you, I'll, I'll add to that, Jeff. Um, you know, once we got the state bill signed in, the governor, you know, made it into law, um typical debbie fashion i mean immediately (laughs) um it was okay now i want to do it federally (laughs) and within i'm not kidding you within two weeks maybe she had already had a u.s congressman on board (laughs) um to start helping her run with this thing to take it federal obviously it's there's more hoops to jump through there's more uh Mm -hmm. things to deal with and uh, it's a much bigger platform but I'm not kidding you. I mean, me and the handler, Shannon Fangs handler, Matt Herrera, which was, uh, it was a dog that was killed um, in Jacksonville Sheriff's Office. You know, we kind of teased about it because it was like the second the, the ink dried on the paper, we're, she, we're you know, she was, yeah, before the governor even walked back into his <laughs> office, we were already, she was already bossing us around telling us how we're going to make this federal. I like it. I like it a lot. But that should not, that should definitely not, uh, you know, prevent anybody from any other state deciding to take the same, you know, course that Debbie mm-hmm. took and go fight. Because you know, when we when we were we were getting all the stuff prepared for this, you know, Debbie assigned several of the guys on the board to do some homework, and uh, I was one of those guys and had a certain region of the United States to start searching. And my mm-hmm. my region, there was several of my states that did not have any laws. Oh, yeah, that protected yeah. law enforcement animals. No. Yep. Period. None. Yeah, there's, and a lot of them were just misdemeanor type. You know crimes, but even if they, you know, there was rare that we had a, a, a felonious crime when it came to you know injuring or killing a police. Yeah, dog.
1: we don't. We don't in my state here in Colorado. We we tried yeah, that There was route. nothing. We tried that route, and the best we could get was they upped the civil penalty, but they were worried about putting more people in jail. That's what they felt sure. there was a cost, and it's, you know that's not going to be that many. But uh, you know it is what it is. So I can only yeah. imagine the hoops you jumped through, and you were successful at it. So. Again, you know, hopefully, uh, if people now now people uh, you know through this podcast, if you're not familiar with Canines United, first thing I'd say is jump on their Facebook page or Instagram and and look at all the good work they're doing. And I mean, when I scroll through the Facebook page, I see all the different equipment, even a car recently that you, you guys purchased. It's I mean, it's outstanding all the all the good work. And what I like to is what I what I'm hearing um, is and from talking to to everybody involved in it. These are departments that actually need stuff, and over my yes. years, over my years of doing this, um, some 501c3s have come and gone, and uh, s- some very good ones have it just you know either fizzled out for whatever reason. Occasionally, sometimes they turn into kind of a slush fund for you know a very small group, and I don't get that impression at all. This is a definitely an, on the national level, and and you guys are looking, you have enough people involved that you're looking for actually the departments. Uh, that don't have the budget that you're that really need to, to help our profession. So I congratulate you guys on all the great work you're doing. And I know that you're giving away quite a few uh, hits registrations. We appreciate that. I'm really excited to partner with you uh, guys. We'll be in uh, Phoenix this year. Uh, you guys will have a booth there. You'll be able to meet all the different handlers. Hopefully, the world's, yes. hopefully the world's back to normal by then. <laughs> and
0: Yeah, we're, we're yeah. Open. I, I was listening to y'all's uh, previous podcast where Ted was going over the you know, the recent Supreme court yeah. case and uh, we were talking uh, he was saying, you know, obviously it's still on right now. And I've had a lot of handlers reach out to us as the foundation and say, Hey, you know, have you heard anything? Do we know for sure this is still going on? And I said, you know, as far as we know, we're planning on being there. You know, our, our rooms are yeah. reserved. We're, our, our tickets are set. We're ready to go. Um, you know, and I will say we appreciate you guys uh, partnering with mm-hmm. us on that and we're excited. Uh, we appreciate our supporters that making that possible, you know, um, and we obviously, we couldn't be sending these teams to hits if it wasn't for, you know, the partnerships that we have with, you know, so many people, so many followers, like sure. I said, that are donating every little bit counts. And, but we've had multiple, uh, little, you know, uh, kind of giveaways on our, on, on Facebook. And I, I've noticed that the handlers are really getting into it. So I, I'll, I will announce this here since it's the hits podcast and uh, I'll go ahead and say it now. And I kind of, uh, said something to debbie about it I was gonna kind of keep it a secret up until this point, um, but I told her I felt you know this it was appropriate to go ahead sure. and dump it out there, but we are going to be we've got multiple more spots that we're gonna be giving away, so these guys definitely need to be following the instagram and the Facebook page because that's where I'll be posting them all. Uh, however, we do have one that we're gonna kind of make a surprise, and one lucky team will be winning not only his admission to hits but he'll also be getting. Uh, his hotel room and board and his airfare taken care of uh, to have the full trip completely taken care of on the way out.
1: That's great. That's, that's really great. Um, again, you guys are doing great work. Obviously I'm, I'm real biased that I think hits is, is really worth it, but I think uh, it's going to be a really nice partnership. I'm looking forward to this uh, just growing even more year by year now, you know, that we're, Absolutely. we're working together. So uh, I see a lot of really good things coming. So, Um, i'm going to wrap this up we usually try to keep this around you know 30 minutes or so i've gone over a little bit but i think we've touched on some fantastic things so uh, for our listeners again uh, you know you can meet uh deb and jay and probably some more people from canines united you can meet them in person in phoenix Um, watch the web page so go to the facebook page and instagram for canines united and uh, you'll see all the stuff they're doing it has all their contact information is on there in addition i'll put it in the show notes um, so again if you want more information about hits check out hits hitscanine.net hits canine.net will give you all the information about it as we're saying you know as far as uh, we're recording this on april 13th we're still on we have no indication that uh, the world's not going to be back to normal here pretty soon so by middle of august we should uh, be a good time to to go out and, and enjoy life again so I uh, appreciate everything. If you, if any of the listeners want to contact me, uh, my email is jeff at hitscanine.net. I always like getting feedback from everybody and I appreciate everybody listening. Deb and Jay, thanks again. And thanks for everything you're doing. I, I sincerely mean uh, congratulations. You guys are doing some really outstanding work. So thank you guys. Thank, thank you, you, you
0: so much for having us. We appreciate you.
1: Okay, take care. And I will see you guys in
0: August.
2: Yes, sir. Thanks. Thank you.
0: If you're looking to make an investment in your canine career, come the HITS 2020. There's no substitute for the real thing. Whether you're a new handler who's looking to learn more about dog training, or an experienced trainer who's looking for new training ideas and techniques, come the HITS 2020 where the investment is well worth the return. HITS 2020 will have more classes and more vendors who give away more free raffle gifts and free cash than ever before. HITS is the world's largest canine seminar and is open to police officers and military members. Our experience makes the difference. You've been there, and we've been there too.